it had swiftly become a matter of pride to Lloyd that he should provide more, bigger, better orgasms than any of my previous lovers, and, in the early days of our relationship, I confess that I might have played on this tiny insecurity. Orlando was so well-named, I teased over Moule Marinière, in some Café Rouge or another, an O at either end. I ran the point of my tongue over the tender morsel in its creamy, broth-filled shell. He had the gift. Either end, Lloyd's light tone did nothing to fool me. He knew a challenge when he heard one. You mean he gave you an orgasm in your toes? At the top of your head? The location isn't important, I grinned, swirling the lascivious mollusk around the insides of my mouth before swallowing. Au contraire, Miss Martin. The location is a critical factor. Don't you agree? Lloyd sipped sagely at his red wine. His eyes narrowed, keen to pursue the conversational line. Well, without getting too graphic at the dinner table. Oh no, I'm not talking about body geography. I know the map of Sophie well enough, and I don't care how well-thumbed it is. I know where to plant my flag when I want her earth to move. I'm talking about places. Places? Orgasmic places? Yeah. Where's the strangest place you've ever climaxed? Oh, well, a swimming pool, an underground parking lot, a hotel balcony. I frowned in an effort of memory. Tame stuff. Vanilla in the extreme. I'm surprised at you. Lloyd, where am I supposed to do it? On stage? That would add spice. His louche grin was as wide as a wolf's, and his knee nudged mine beneath the checkered cloth. I'm sure you'd find an appreciative audience. So where's your most outrageous spot for hitting the spot, then? Since you see yourself as the voice of experience here. There was a croquet lawn, a rowing boat, an aircraft hangar, and that was all before I left college. So what is the point you are making? Were those orgasms better? No, they weren't better, he conceded. They had a quality all of their own. Didn't you find that with your experiences outside the bedroom? I suppose I did, yes. But nobody has ever pursued that with you? No. I must admit, my past lovers have mainly wanted privacy. Don't you? There's a time and a place, I snorted. That appears to be the opposite of what you're proposing. You seem to be saying that any time and any place are fine for sex. Not sex, necessarily. Just having an orgasm. Coming. Oh, I love that. Coming. Such an innocent word. Such a coy little euphemism. Okay, now I'm struggling. You will be. Finish that up. I'm getting the bill. I need to show you what I mean, and in this case, I think actions will speak louder than words. I mopped up the last of the delicious sauce with a hunk of baguette and pushed the plate aside. Just coming, I said. Outside it had begun to rain. Lloyd grasped my hand and held on to me, weaving me through the shining streets, between phalanxes of umbrellas down to Soho, where the pavement narrowed, 
and we had to maintain strict single file until we reached the forlorn last bastion of that district's seedy past. On Brewer Street, the red and blue neon flickered from the doorways. The rain conferred a strange and poignant glamour to the scene. Lloyd and I were frequent visitors to this historic fleshpot. I'm sure some of the patrons of the row of sex boutiques must have wondered if we had furnished our entire flat from their stock. I used to order that kind of thing online, but Lloyd converted me to the experience and the ambiance, and most importantly, the exquisite needling shame of handing my purchases over the counter. I both hated and loved it, but now I had the taste for it.